Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back on bizradio.us for season two. We are really stepping it up this season already, which just started in September. We are approaching 1,500 downloads. Um, We have great guests and a variety of different topics. So I'm excited for today's show. So let's jump right in. So today's guest is the executive director of Athena's Warehouse in Atlanta, Georgia. Athena's Warehouse is dedicated to fight for equitable education for women, gender non-conforming, and non-binary people. The mission is to promote kinship to female, non-binary, and gender non-conforming students to build their confidence through mentorship, scholarship, and workshops that focus on their personal and professional development. This guest has a bachelor's of science in biology, ooh, she's smart, from Oglethorpe University and is currently pursuing a master's of arts in social innovation at Agnes Scott College. And most importantly, this guest is my cousin. So without <laughs> further ado, today's guest is Miss Dia Deanna, as family calls her, Parker. Welcome, cousin. Thank you so much, Veronica. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for making the time. Um, I know that you're very busy with you being in school and being an executive director. So I do not. um, I'm definitely going to respect your time. So, Deanna, we always ask the guests to tell us about you, where you're from and Mm -hmm. how you um, got started in the nonprofit world. Wow. Yeah. Um, so whew, it was it was not a direct path uh, into nonprofit. Um, you know, when I went to college, um, I studied biology. Um, I completed the pre-med track at Oglethorpe University, which uh, for anyone who's not from at the Atlanta area is like the smaller university just just north of, um, of downtown Atlanta. OK. And uh, it's, a, it's a small liberal arts school. Um, so I decided to go there <laughs> to, uh, to, to prepare to go to medical school um, at some point. Um, and so that was that was my vision uh, for myself. Um, but I was from um, that northeastern region of the Atlanta area, um, an area that is now being characterized and called by uh, this long five mile stretch of eight mile stretch of road uh, called Buford Highway. Um, so I grew up. Uh, in a really multicultural uh, arena. And I grew up around tons of everybody, all kinds of folks from all over the world speaking hundreds of different languages. Um, and I was really definitely blessed in that regard. And when I got to college, I was like, wow, so not everyone gets to grow up and, and know the other kinds mm-hmm. of people. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, going to college was also when I realized uh, that my family was low income. Um, you know, my mom, you know, she did the best she could um, with the high school education in, in our nation. But, you know, that's just it, that hasn't been enough for a really long time. Um, and it definitely wasn't enough. And so it was really important for me um, to, to get these higher education degrees for her um, and, and to do that for her because she was busy raising us. Oh, um, we got to shout out your mom. Yeah. Shout out to our Always, <laughs> Always shouting out mom. She's the reason why I do everything. Um, so, you know, I wanted to become a doctor. I wanted to give service to the community. I wanted to help people. Um, that was the underlying value behind, you know, that, that pursuit. Um, and so well, I realized quickly that doctors don't help people in the way that I thought that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and medical school was going to be really expensive and we had already struggled, um, to pay for, you know, my undergraduate experience, even though, you know, I, I had a lot of merit-based and a lot of needs-based scholarships. Um, there were still, you know, some, some loose ends that were really strenuous. Um, also while I was in college, uh, we were displaced from the apartment complex, um, that we had been living in for 15 years. What? And I know. <laughs> I know. When I when I saw that we were going to talk about how I got into nonprofit, I was like, oh, God, Veronica's going to be like, why didn't you call? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I stumbled upon an article. There was something that I saw like on your social media, but mm-hmm. we just never talked about. But yes, this is what the show's all about. Please share that because there's no shame in that. And it's happening all over the world. And if that is something that triggered you to want to be in the nonprofit world, I'm thankful for it. Yeah. So during my junior year of college um, at Oglethorpe, um, I was working part time at a Montessori school. Uh, I worked in the counseling center at the university and I had just saved fourteen hundred dollars. That's a lot of money, girl, when you were in college. That's like fourteen thousand. I know. I felt <laughs> so rich. I had a savings account. I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm doing it. Yes. Um, and here comes, you know, our landlord, who was a new property management company um, that had only owned our property for maybe a year and a half. Mm. Um, and they send a letter on like February 8th saying that if people have till February 28th to to get out, uh, to move, um, that they, you know, were going to um, tear down the property, uh, and build, build something else. And a lot of people, you know, got that letter, thought that it was an eviction notice, um, which, you know, those come from, from courts, uh, and moved. Um, and, you know, that's how my mom ended up, uh, in the house that she's renting now out in Stone Mountain. Um, that's how, you know, she ended up out there, um, which, you know, Stone Mountain is a good distance to travel, um, to get into the city to work. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And, you know, there we were three adults um, who were at least all working part time because, you know, my brother was was there. D'Angelo was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were like scrambling to figure out how <laughs> how we were going to how we were going to make it, uh, how we were going to move. And so I will never forget, you know, this like five or eight year old kid like trying to interpret uh, for his mom, while my mom tried to explain to her that, you know, you you get your uh, your deposit back when the landlord breaks the lease, you know, don't leave without your deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that this was going to continue to happen, especially in a community uh, where, you know, you don't you don't have to in Georgia serve leases to people in um, in their native language. 
that's crazy. <laughs> you don't have to give 30 or 60 days notice to break a lease. If you're a landlord, you can do whatever it, whatever is in your lease. You can evict people. Um, at least, you know, this was true uh, at that, at that time, uh, back in 2015, 2017, um, you can evict people in hot, extreme weather um, or super cold weather, uh, no matter how many kids they have, none of it, none of it matters here. Um, the and that's where it's so, it, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was just saying, that's why it's so important for us black, brown, anybody really that mm -hmm. financial literacy, you know, to know how important it is to have good credit so you can buy a house. So no one can just evict you that quickly. Cause I've known people living in houses, not paying mortgage for like a year. And I'm like, huh? You know, like when it's rent, they got your stuff out on the porch <laughs> on the fifth of the month. If you haven't paid, I am so sorry that you guys experienced that, but now you're on the other side. So you said you're, you Absolutely. guys ended up moving to stone mountain. Were you able to get any assistance? No, no, we, yeah, we, you know, did it. We're able to do uh, pretty much everything on our own. Um, but the rent rates were, you know, astronomically different. I think we were paying seven eighty a month for a two bedroom. Um, and then the three bedroom house was around nine eighty. Which is still very a good yeah. price, but relatively that's a lot. Yeah. That's a big increase. Especially because my mother's income didn't change. <laughs> yes. And but now you have to commute further. Wow. So you said that's what kind of got you in the nonprofit world. So, so I co-founded an organization called Los Vecinos, the Beaufort Highway. Um, and I was a part of a small group of folks who really wanted to take this housing conversation uh, into the streets and be very grassroots and intentional about power building, especially for um, immigrant communities. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was the executive director of that organization, along with being the executive director of Athena's Warehouse uh, up until November of last year. But we finally got and a new executive director uh, who is... Um, you know, not a founder, which is really hard for nonprofits to do. Mm -hmm. um, and she's phenomenal. Her name is uh, Stephanie Correas, and I love working with her. Um, and uh, the work of that organization, you know, is educating tenants on their rights. Um, and so while all of that was kind of going on, my mentor, uh, who I met while, while I was in high school, who founded Athena's Warehouse, uh, B. Wynn, um, at that point in time, she uh, had run for office uh, in 2017 for uh, a special election that had that was coming up because um, Stacey Abrams had vacated her seat to, to go and run for governor. Yes. Um, and, and B ran and won um, as in as as the first Vietnamese American woman to you know join the House of Representatives here in, in Georgia. And um that was a historical moment. And I just kind of stalked her. So this is <laughs> how I got into nonprofit. I just kind of stalked her. I just kind of grabbed onto her tailcoats and went, went where she went and did what, did what she did and ate, ate what she ate. <laughs> yeah. But I like that you said that because those that are listening that are curious about entrepreneurship, if it's for profit or nonprofit, that's how you learn. Like you have to be a student you have to just <laughs> shadow sometimes and ask questions and get a mentor, get somebody that's in that industry. So I love that you're so transparent about that. Yeah. Um, and so I helped out with the campaign. Um, and then I was an aide, uh, a legislative aide for her during her first term, um, which was phenomenal because to be, you know, to come from the background that I've come from uh -huh. and to be in that house with those people who definitely don't want me there 
Uh-huh. Um, and to have that seat at the table and to be, you know, ha- you know, have that input um, and to work directly with her constituency was a truly amazing experience. But what she really needed was somebody to run, run the organization <laughs> yes. uh, back in 2009. Um, and Athena's Warehouse, you know, you, you did beautifully talking about our mission. Um, but our primary program now is to provide uh, weekly workshops that focus on improving professional and personal development skills. Um, for young women ages Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That's awesome. And uh, I went through the pilot program of those workshops when I was in high school. Um, and I, I will never forget meeting B um, because I just felt like she was such a strong woman. And I asked her, I remember asking, I was like, what church, you know, is supporting and funding Athena's warehouse? Because in my mind, nonprofit was this thing that, you know, either really rich white people did mm-hmm. or in their spare time or that people of color did, you know, through a church or through a national organization. It, it wasn't something that you could access on your own. Mm-hmm. And when she told me that she just had a dream of spreading sisterhood and that her sisters, she's got five sisters, that her sisters were together. One of the two, she's got four sisters and she's the fifth, something like that. Anyway, lot, only, only girls <laughs> in the family. Uh, and she wanted to, to spread sisterhood, um, and share that with, with young women who needed that support. And I was like, so wait, you just, you just woke up one day (laughs) selling houses and being a real estate agent and was like, this is what I'm going to do instead. Like you can do that. And so that's how I knew that, you know, the three, uh, the three of us who co-founded, uh, the Sinos, the Beaver Highway, that we could, that we could do that, that we could just see an issue, um, and say no more and 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 step into um, and step into that role. Yeah, and I, and I'm glad that you said that. A lot of people don't realize how easy it is to start a nonprofit and to start a business. Yes, there's paperwork. Um and yes, you definitely want to start researching about grants and different funding sources, but yeah, you whatever you put your mind to, anything that can benefit someone, you can start a nonprofit. Absolutely. Everyone is an expert in their own right um, on some niche subject or another. And whether or not you want to monetize that is up to you or whether you want to donate your skills to, a, to an existing cause. But for folks who are interested in getting into a nonprofit, you know, I definitely recommend starting with your values. You mm-hmm. can't fight every battle. You know, I uh, like being a woman and supporting women is extremely important to me. And until Every woman, especially every child, every girl has the support that she needs um, to succeed. Our society is going to keep seeing some of these same systemic issues because we have some of the same minds who are being raised and, you know, and and going into um, into into places of leadership. So I think, you know, that that is is niche and super important, especially here in Georgia. Um, But whatever folks issue is, whether it's environmentalism or uh, social justice, um, that you, you, you start with your values, you see what's going on, what's available, get on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, get on Instagram, see what other people are doing. Maybe uh, food insecurity is your thing, you know, make sure that you support whatever, um, you know, free fridge, you know, system is popping up or uh, your local community food bank um, and, and start volunteering where you can Um before, <laughs> before starting a new idea, because there are tons, hundreds, thousands mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. nonprofits uh, in the U.S. and a lot of them fail. 
Um, and a lot of them fail because they don't research the grants, like you said, Veronica, but also because folks get away from their values. Yes. Miss and drift and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> business, business words. <laughs> well, well, Deanna, tell us what type of events are going to be going on for Athena's Warehouse and how can we support, you know, even though the show is based in Asheville, we're bizradio.us. So we're reaching a lot of people. How do we find out more about your organization and to support you? Uh, we have so many things going on. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I'm really proud. This is, uh, this is one of our largest cohorts of students. And uh, we go in person into the classroom once a week um, into the classroom of our faculty advisor. And we have a two hour workshop. Um, students are, are fed um, at that time because, you know, they let us know that they're not eating the school lunch. Um, <laughs> and and, uh, and, you know, we just try to have, uh, have a good time and have these positive experiences. But one of the, uh, uh, and uh, we're looking for right now, um, folks to supplement that and do a little bit more career development work with our girls. Um, so any, you know, women, gender nonconforming folks, non-binary folks um, who might be interested in um, becoming a mentor, you can do it from anywhere uh, because it's virtual um, and it's one hour a month. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a, a survey and a background check and all that good, good fun stuff to protect our kids. Um, but that's, that's it. That's the, that's the, that's uh, something that we're uh, actively recruiting for. And anyone who goes to our website um, and goes to our about section uh, and goes to, to the volunteer portion, they'll, they'll be able to see the survey um, and fill that out and let us know that they, that they're interested in donating their time in that way. Um, and the next, uh, next school, ne- not next school year, next semester in the spring, um, we do a prom dress drive uh, to collect yeah, gently used prom attire. Um, and we're going to need, especially folks who are in the local area um, or folks want to ship. Um, we have, we have, we have ways for that. Uh, there's another survey um, on our website uh, for the prom project um, that anyone who's interested in uh, donating or, you know, being a volunteer on that day can fill out that volunteer form and, and, and let us know and be with us there. Um, more urgently than that uh, is Giving Tuesday is coming up. Uh, Giving Tuesday is Tuesday, November 29th. Mm-hmm. And during this global day of giving and generosity, we, we ask for your support, whether it's uh, that you want to volunteer with us um, or whether it's that, you know, you felt moved um, to, to contribute to the cause. You know, we are feeding a group of 50 students every single week. And Veronica, you know our family. Like, I'm not feeding them no pizza every week, okay? Mm -hmm. They're getting some good Southern cooking. Some good healthy food. Yes. (laughs) Um, So if there are any local businesses or, uh, you know, or folks who want to support, especially um, uh, that that food um, or, or support with a donation, then that would be uh, astronomical. And Deanna, what is the website for Athena's Warehouse? It is our uh, our full name. So Athena's Warehouse, no apostrophe, all one word, dot org. Wonderful. Well, just like that, Deanna, we're to the end of the show. This was Deanna's first time and you did amazing. Deanna is one of the geniuses of the family and speaks very well and very educated. So I know, I knew that you would be amazing. And I'm just so proud of you and the work that you're doing because 
you know, to have started on one path with biology and then now you're doing this, even though your intent was always to help people. I'm just so glad that you did kind of veer this way a little bit away from the science, but more hands on and dealing with people in your community, dealing with things that you've dealt with and making a difference that's going to affect generations for years to come. So the work that you're doing, I mean, God's work. So I just thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So as always, I just want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. Please come back next week, same time, same place, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays on bizradio.us. If you miss the live airing, you can also go to veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thank you again, Ms. Dia Parker. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.